It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Everybody else sucks, man. I am the best. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Hey, it's Wheeler Walker Jr. The Pussy King, the Pop Country Killing Machine. In bad fucking mood right now. Uh, it's me scratching my beard. I've got my beard trimmed. I put some pictures of it up on uh, Instagram. Everyone told me I look like a fucking asshole. Well, fuck you. Who the fuck are you, man? Talking shit about me. Anyway, I just got a message that I had the f- fifth, belly- fifth best-selling country album in America this week. It's pretty fucking cool with, you know, being banned from the radio and the chain stores and the mainstream media and all that shit. So why am I looking at the charts and I'm number 10 on the Billboard country charts? I'll tell you why. They do these fucking, um, these, these little tricks to keep, to keep fuckers like me away. So, uh, so I outsold Keith Urban and he's number five. But, you know, they got to make him feel good while he's sitting at home fucking ramming, uh, uh, Tom Cruise's ex-wife. What's her name? Nicole Kidman. So, you know, they're trying to keep me down, but whatever. I guess they th- someone said they throw some, uh, like, radio st- plays and streaming and all that fucking bullshit into it to make sure my chart position's lower. Anyway, don't believe what you read. I'm number five on the country charts, not number ten, although that's what Billboard's printing. So fuck them. I'm going to go over and read you the, the people that are... Uh, number one this week is Luke Combs. <laughs> guess I didn't beat him. Whatever, nice enough dude. Number two, Stapleton, his first record. I mean, the new record. From a Room, Volume 1. Number three, Zach Brown Band, Welcome Home. I saw Zach Brown the other night. I see people all the fucking time. Number four, Chris Stapleton Traveler. Man, I need some of that fucking Stapleton money. Number five, Keith Urban, Ripcord. Ripped one. Anyway, I outsold him, but he's number five. God, can you imagine listening to that fucking piece of shit? God, I listened a little bit. so bad. Number six. Brett Young. Come on down, Brett Young. You're the next contestant on a next generic white guy in country music. It's your turn. How's Brett Young selling fucking... Who the fuck is... Who the fuck are these people buying this? I mean, what's the fucking point? If I can't... uh I can't beat Brett Young. It's, it's, it's a no no win situation. Number seven, Florida Georgia Line, Dig Your Roots. It's the famous album where they go back to their roots and sing with the Backstreet Boys. Number eight, Sam Hunt, Montevallo, Montevallo. <clears throat> What's I mean? I'm seriously I'm running out I'm running out of shit. Number nine, right before me, Thomas Rhett, who I also outsold, even though he's a space above me. On the official charts, Thomas Rhett tangled up. His uh, guitar chords got all tangled up, so he just decided to uh, use keyboard sounds instead. I guess is what he's trying to say. This is a fucking. Sh- you look there's me at number ten, but this is a fucking you know shit show of horrible music here. Once you get past for the first few, especially, I mean that's a murderer's row of dog shit right there. Keith Urban, Brett Young, Florida Georgia Line, Sam Hunt. Thomas Rhett, shit, 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 shit. I mean, I don't know how to fix country music, but I'll tell you one thing. Here we go. 
Keeps getting worse, this fucking song. Well, it's hotter than hell outside right now. It's a hundred in the shade with the sun beating down. This is what they're trying to pump in your fucking brain, man. But I can fix a drink. Turn on Fox News and CNN. It's the same damn thing all over again. God damn it, that's fucking horrible. Anyway, I hope you like uh, country music. There's another fucking uh, text. Every week I get these fucking texts. Oh, that's a fucking lady friend. I gotta check that one. Um, no, I can't fix country music, but I, can, but I can fix a drink. Seriously, that's what they want you to listen to. Come on, guys, you're smarter than that. Anyway, um... Got a special guest this week. I couldn't believe we got him. Uh, Ray Manzarek, keyboardist for The Doors, promoting a book. He reached out. I mean, I grew up on The Doors. It was pretty crazy. And I, I mentioned to him at the beginning of the interview, I couldn't believe he was still around. I thought, I honestly thought the dude had passed on. But um, it was cool to talk. The first guest we've had was a member of the you know Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So it was pretty cool to have him on. And I uh, hope you guys dig it. If you don't, fuck you. I don't really care. What am I up to? I'm really just, uh, you know, getting ready for the tour, um, getting ready for this TV thing, which I can't really talk about, but I'm going uh, multimedia here. Some rumors that I, that uh, we got some, that uh, Howard Stern's going to play some of my shit, so uh, hopefully that happens. And uh, just went out to L.A., shot an episode of Ridiculousness. They have a th- Wheeler-themed episode of Ridiculousness coming out soon. All Wheeler themed. It was pretty fun, actually. I'd never really seen the show, but we had a good time. Those dudes are cool. Wanted to bang that girl, but uh, the feeling was not mutual. Apparently, this is the, I live on a street where you hang out if your brakes don't work. It's fucking loud out there. Shit. Just some fucking shit right here. Anyway, sometimes that these podcasts aren't the best ones i just gotta i guess get something out here so we can you know sell some ads oh by the way we got a sponsor this week this week's sponsor for the wheel walker jr podcast i was gonna come up with a joke i don't even have one we don't have enough fucking sponsors we have some some dog food company wanted to sponsor us the first week and my and fucking alfred turned them down waited for the big money now they're fucking gone. So fuck that anyway. But this tour is going to kick ass, man. I'm going to go through it. We're playing some festivals. Um, Watershed, I think it's called, and the Faster Horses. No one, no festivals has ever allowed us to be there before, and they finally said, play late at night. We'll let you come on. And say that's my favorite time to play. So put the kids to bed and come out, out there and watch some real fucking country music. I don't know what they're going to do. Going to be the whole, only pedal steel playing you're going to hear all fucking weekend at this country music festival. <laughs> but we'll fucking knock them dead. So, uh, anyway, um, you know, I'm just going to give it to you right now. My interview with the keyboardist for the legendary Doors. Here's my interview with Ray Manzarek. 
It's the Wiener Walker Jr. Podcast. It's the Wiener Walker Jr. Podcast. Everybody else sucks, man. I am the best. It's the Wiener Walker Jr. Podcast. Oh. Uh, Ray Manzarek, please. Uh, sp- speaking. Hello. Is this Ray Manzarek, keyboardist for the doors? Yeah, it is. How are you, man? How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. It's really an honor, and honor- I get to be honest, kind of a sh- shocker for me. I honestly, I feel bad saying this, but I thought you'd passed away, but it's really oh, cool. Oh, dear. You know, we're here. We're very much alive. The, the spirit of my friend Jim Morrison lives on today. We're having a nice day in West Hollywood, a little bit of Thai stick, a little bit of naughtiness, and everything is wonderful in the world. Yeah, well, you're the first, for what it's worth, you're the first person who's a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to be on my podcast. It's pretty badass for me. Well, what an honor. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's wonderful to be here. What was it What was it like being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, it was I mean, a magical time, man. You have all the rock and roll greats, all the people we love, man. They're sitting there in that room, but it was only missing one thing, man. It was only missing my, my friend, you know, the Apollo, the our Apollo to... Yeah, Jim, Jim Douglas Morrison, where was he? He wasn't there, so I missed my brother, and I wish Jim could have been there, and that would have been magical, but we had Robbie and the reluctant drummer, John Densmore, but, you know, I, I was missing Dionysus. I wanted that Dionysian scepter just kind of gleaming across that stage, man, the shamanic snake walking his way over through me into his leather pants and cowboy boots, man, but he wasn't there. Was he kind of a? I mean, I'm a country singer. Was he kind? Was there, he have kind of a country thing going? Seemed like. Well, I mean, Morrison. Morrison was from Florida, of course. The sacred ground is is Florida in the South, of course. It is. It's South to much of the South, you know, the Navajo, you know, the the Native American that went through there. That you know, the, the Pensacola, the Seminole Indians. Jim was from all that all that hallowed ground, man. His dad was an admiral, but Jim was an Indian, man. Jim knew it. Jim had Indian souls inside of him dancing a war dance cry, man. That's crazy. It sounds crazy. It sounds like crazy times. Someone told nuts, me someone brother. told me you had a dust up with somebody at the Hall of Fame. Well, you, you know, people pop their mouth off, man. Somebody like Billy Joel, you know, Billy Joel's done some drinking, man. He's going to make a crack or two, man, you know. Well, we, we made two albums without Jim, you know. Why wouldn't we try to make it without Jim, man, you oh, know. When the, when Billy, the Joel, Billy Joel was mad you, tr- you made albums without Morrison? Yeah, he's popping through his tuxedo, drunk, man. The dark, the dark energy that came from that rum, man. It came from that devil rum, you know. So, so you, don't, you, don't, you don't blame Billy Joel himself? No, I blame that demon rum, man. I blame the drum. I, I blame the shaman, man. Okay, so what's been up with you as of late? Well, we, we have, we're here talking about the book, The Poet in Exile. It's about a, you know, a, a rock and roll band and a rock and roll singer and his friend, the keyboardist. And, you know, the rock and roll singer, man, it gets a little bit too heavy for a man. The psychic pull of this way, that way, through his leathers, through his groin, and he wants a break, man. So he's like, hey, man, it's getting too heavy. I, th- I think I might fake my death, man. You know, and his friend, Wait, the Jim, keyboardist. Jim, Morrison, Morrison's alive, you're saying? No, this, 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 no this, this is a character. It's a character. Oh, fiction. Fiction. Well, it's a character, but we don't know. I mean, nobody was there to see Jim Morrison's grave be consecrated. Did we bury 37 pounds of sand in that casket, brother? We'll never know. So you're saying there's a chance Jim Morrison's still around? Well, who knows? You have to buy the book to find out, Poppy. 
All right. Well, I'll buy the book. Where do we get it? Amazon? All that shit? You get it at Borders. You can go at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Borders.com. All right, I'll check it out. So yeah, you were so you were the keyboard player for the Doors. I'm sorry, I just well, kept... we, you know it wasn't just the you know you know you know let's talk about the Doors. You know, you know the Doors music. Yeah, sure. And you know the you know the bass player of the Doors. Who that was? Who? You're talking to him, brother. You're talking to him. I thought you, I thought you played. Hand. I thought I thought you played keyboard. Oh, the keyboard was up and down with the right hand, but the left hit up. Boom, 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 boom. Slow down, brother. So slow down. You played the keyboard with your right hand and bass with your left hand. Yeah, bass left, keyboard right. You know, the 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 bass the bass was the keyboard band. The bass was the keyboard Wheeler Walker Jr. That was it. That was our shamanistic impulse. Okay, so you guys had like a lot of Indian influences and shit like that, kind of like in the movie I saw. Oh, that movie, that 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 ball of pish posh and urine, you know, served up warm from Oliver Stone. And who's he with now? He's with Putin. And so, of course, he is. He's always been fixated on these terrible dictators that he, that he so loves and project him on others. Jim Morrison wasn't like that. Tell that wasn't my friend Jim taking acid at Thanksgiving and ruining a turkey. So, so the so the movie is is to to you is not a, a true depiction of the of the band. Movie's no good, man. I saw it. In, I thought good. saw it in high school. I th- kind of dug it. Well, of course, every, and everybody gets that shattered perception of, of who we are. You know, God bless Kyle McLaughlin, but that wasn't me up there, brother. Do you have any? Do you have anything to do with it? Did you help out with it? No, they didn't want any help at all, man. You know, we tried. We'll tell you the real story. We'll show up, me, me, me and my wife. But they, they, they didn't want a bit of it, man. They didn't want to hear about the, you know, the tendril wind going through the trees and the palm trees in Venice when I'm lying on the beach. And here comes, you know, here comes a man in a Prince Valiant wafish type haircut. He was lithe and his jeans were just kind of hanging off him, nude from the waist up. No shoes. Who is it? Uh, it's Jim Morrison, my friend from from UCLA. We'd gone to UCLA film school together and. There he is on the beach. Well, what, what are you doing here, Morrison? What's what's the deal here, man? Oh, I'm kind of writing these songs. Are you writing songs? What's that, brother? What, what What's that, man? You know, let's hear it. And then he proceeds to just kind of sing me what would be Moonlight Mile. And it's good, man. I said, let's start a rock and roll band, man. You know, we we, we started our band from there, man. Well, that scene was in the movie. Well, but they they didn't get it right, I don't think. Okay. Well, it seemed pretty. Cool. I mean, it seemed kind of cool to me, but um, whatever. So, um, and did you ever do any of your own stuff? Well, of course, we have the Golden Scarab with a little fart. You haven't heard this? I mean, this is <laughs> what are you seminal, about? important, mid mid seventies progressive. You know, we're 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 talking about going down the Nile with Toulouse Lautrec. You did you know? a. This is a solo. This is a solo record. You did. Oh yes, the golden scarab with our single, the little fart. You had a single called the little fart. Yeah, man. And the album was called the golden scarab. Is that streaming? Oh yes, the golden. Yeah, you know, we are entirely in gold. We are the gold population. Morrison knew about this. Morrison understood and deconstructed it. We're the gilded gold population that will flame out quickly, but leave behind a beautiful impression, man. And that's what that's what Jim did. Well, that's the, what he did, brother. The knock on you that I've heard before is that you haven't moved on since Morrison. He's still kind of all you talk about. What do you say to that? 
who would know? You know who would say that, man? I mean, we're we're, we're keeping Jim's Jim's spirit alive. We're, you know, we go around to these Borders bookstores of keeping Jim's spirit alive and telling people about Jim Jim Morrison. And if your publicist calls and says that that we need you know twenty minutes on Morrison, I have such and such a cost, and then it keeps going, and there's nothing to be. We're keeping you know the 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 fire of my friend Jim alive, man. So you guys were pretty close back in the day. Jim and I were brothers, man. We were we were lulled together through the groin at the knee in the age of Aquarius. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because I used to dig all your music. I liked um the first record and I liked I had a live record where you where you screamed really loud. It was cool. Well, Morrison screamed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but the band, you know. Yeah. And the guitar I love those some of those guitar licks were killing. Oh, Robbie, Robbie with that bottleneck when I first said what what are you doing with that bottle, Robbie? You gonna cut me with it? You gonna cut me with that? Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Wow, you're gonna play it like that, are you, Robbie? Just like Jim Morrison when he when he said he wanted those leather pants made from kid glove leathers, like you'd wear, you know, in a in a a, a mitten. Well, why would you want that? Why would you want kid glove? Oh, wait. Now I get it on your groin, Columbus's groin, here to infect the Native Americans. Of course, there it is, man. Was that what did that ever get you in trouble at all? What Mor- Morrison's Morrison's leather pants? Yeah, wearing them all that tight. Not when they were on. When he took them off. When when bad Jimbo came out through that bottle, through that evil bottle, the Irish poet's bottle. That was when we got in trouble, man. That was when we we cycled through the bridge, man. That was where we went. Florida, did Morrison pull his cock out? We'll never know, man. From my vantage point, no. What do you? Uh, what do you, you mean? You gotta is get it... the book, man. You gotta get the book. Okay, I'll get the book. So you, th- th- they that was a concert where they claimed that he whipped his cock out. Yeah, man. And I just played. I scored the riot. I scored the police. I just simply played bass and keyboard over it. Any of those dudes back in those days? All those hippie dudes? Any of the guys you didn't? Any guys you didn't like? Yeah, I mean, what do you have? You have you know, you know, there's there's nobody in that scene that has a good story about David Crosby, man. You know, he's. You know, he had some problems, man. He had some demons. He was a pudgy child growing up with an Academy Award-winning cinematographer, Father Floyd Crosby. There's going to be some demons and some darkness, man. That's what we had with him, brother. Oh, that's I didn't know that he he came from the he, – so he's real Hollywood. Oh, yeah, brother, real Hollywood. And you had – did you – did you know if Morrison had like a lot of famous women and stuff? You know, he had Nico, man. Nico blew him, brother. Really? Nico, she was hot in person. Oh, yeah, the Velvet Underground. I mean, you know, Google it, man. You'll go nuts. Morrison was there, man. Did you did you meet you know, uh, Andy Warhol? Well, of course, we all did. We'd go through in the Velvet Underground, originally called the Warlocks, and Lou Reed was, you know, heavily influenced by our shaman, heavily influenced by our chief. Your chief. So there's lots of that's all the what's up with all the Indian shit. Well, that was Jim, man. That was, you know, Jim Morrison was that that spirit. When he came upon a wreck and two or three Native American souls were running around restless, and they ended up running into Jim. And then I had to deal with him. You had to deal with Jim? What, what do you mean he had spirits in him? Oh, yeah, man. He talks about any American prayer, man. You got to get it. What's American Robbie prayer? John Densmore and I did the music for it. We released it after after the shaman left this veil. After he poked through, we released it, and it's his poetry, man. Oh, interesting. Um, so, which which album is that again? I'll pick it up. American Prayer. It's Jim Morrison's poetry with our music. 
And you just did like instrumentals under his poetry? Yeah, man. Well, I'll definitely, I'll definitely like to check that out. Um, and uh, what, what do you, th- what do you think is your guy's best record? I mean, L.A. Woman. It's hard. You've got Jerry Schiff. You know, we did bring in a bass player for that. We brought in Elvis's bass player. It all kind of just, you know, kind of sunk up together. It was Morrison's last album before he left. Before he left this veil to Europe. <clears throat> And it rocks, man. It's that seminal, the important L.A. album from that seminal, important L.A. band. Where do you think you guys go down? are going to go down in history, you think? Well, I think, you, you know, top five, man, top five. Uh, what, 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 like, if the Doors came out today, what do you think would, hap- would happen to them? Well, it's harder today, but, 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 but you're never able to resist the lure of a shaman, man. When you have a shaman dancing his path on stage, it's so hard to move from, and he was... Dionysus, man, and then I was Apollo to his fleeting Dionysus, watching him implode on stage in a whiff of energy, shoot away, man. That was it, brother. Do you think, uh, you know, he could compete with like Adele and, sh- and that stuff? Adele, a farmer and Adele. Okay. What about like Kendrick Lamar? Could he? Could, would, what do you? What would he think about that shit? No. Just no. All right. Well, um, anything that you want to add before we take off here? Everybody go to Borders, get the album, get the Lost Poet in Exile. Please get all this. So you still, you still making a lot of money from the old Doors days? Well, we're making, you know, we make a good amount. We'd like to license it for more, but our ever-reluctant drummer, John Densmore, isn't interested. So, you know, we move forward. Time marches on, man. What do you mean by ever-reluctant? <laughs> What? What do you mean by ever reluctant? Yeah, he doesn't want to sell the the, the music for commercials, and Densmore's never wanted to, to profit from the Doors' name. He doesn't know what Morrison would want. Morrison's not here, and it's a you know a different era than when Jim Morrison was around. I guess you're right. Yeah. Well, I, I've been a fan. Like I said, I've been a Doors fan since I was a kid. So it's yeah, just we real, heard. We, it's, a, it's been an honor to talk to you, man. And I'm, uh, I really dig what you're doing. Okay then, thank you. Um, well, well, have a have a good rest of your day. And um, if next time you're in Nashville, you're you're you ever in Nashville at all? Uh, oh, we'll be sure to look you up. No, of course, absolutely, brother. But Who, we'll, we'll, who's your favorite? To be con- continued. Who's your favorite country artist? Oh, I like Bob Wells, man. Bob Wells is still the king, man. That's where it is. That snake. But I was a jazz guy, you know. I was in Chicago, and then I was up up to bat playing baseball. I'm up at the plate. And then I hear that sound, man, that wah, wah, wah. It's like a snake coming. Give it a, oh, it's Elmore James. So I put down that bat, man. Give me that keyboard, man. Give me that keyboard. I want that jazz. I want that jazz, and I want the blues. Well, killer, man. Well, it's it's cool talking to you. And like I said, it's, it's like talking to, you know, rock royalty, you know, talking to you. So it's been, it's. Okay, Wheeler Walker, have a great day. All right, man. Well, thanks for sharing some of your time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, brother. And keep keep the music alive. Keep listening and dig it. All right. Thanks, dude. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. It's Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Everybody else sucks, man. I am the best. It's the Wheeler Walker Jr. Podcast. Well, how about that? Ray Manzarek. That guy's quite a fucking character, huh? Still cool to talk to him. I didn't know uh, he played bass and keyboard, but it was cool to hear. And uh, hold on, here we go.
Uh, I felt good. See you guys next week. See you fuckers later. All right.